0: your mark get set let me go let me shoot to the next man in the three-piece suit i spend all my dough ray me cutie shoop shooba doobie like scooby dooby i love you in your big jeans you give me (laughs) nice dreams you make me want to scream Ooh 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 I like what you do you do what you do You make me want to shoot Continue podcast episode 87 <laughs> <laughs> Well I, have we How have we never done shoop or have we done shoop I, don't I think just don't done shocked. shoop never done shoop No I <laughs> I like When it popped in my head, it seemed impossible uh, that we hadn't done it. Welcome back to a a podcast about video games, everyone. My name's Anthony John Agnello, and I don't apologize for what just happened. Uh, We also have Susan Art. No relation to Babs and Buster Bunny. So, is Tiny Toon Adventure still worth watching? Is that like... I don't know. I haven't watched it.
1: Aren't they you know, bringing since, it back since it came out? I,
0: the, the, every nothing is dead, Dave. No, no show isn't coming back. Yeah. at some point. New Animaniacs, not good. I don't know if you guys attempted I, to watch any of that.
1: I did not. You know, I didn't want to. Like, yeah. I okay. So it came out, and the trailer for it was was wonderful, but. I feel like anim- the power of anim- animaniacs is from being in that moment in time. One hundred percent,
0: and they they attempt. It it reminded me a lot, like not in the extent of it, like its like grossness or anything, but do you remember uh, in two thousand eight or so, like Spike TV tried to bring back Ren and Stimpy. Oh. Yeah. And like Yeah. It was like really like they were like, Now it's uncensored and like all that, of the... Yeah,
2: but that's not what the not whole the point. point the whole point was that you, you it, it, it like it had the veneer of being kid friendly, so you could pull right, one over right. on your parents. Right. right. And and so
0: like this reminded me of that because the new Animaniacs is like it's it's now a third layer layer of meta dumb. Are you saying yeah. good
2: Goodfellas jokes don't fly in the in the uh, year twenty twenty
0: one? All that shit's gone. Like that's the other thing. Like what? all the extra characters are not there. It's just the the Warner Brothers and the yeah uh, the Warner sister Dot.
2: They're and they're just like Pinky the in the, brain. The, that's it. the glue that holds all Wait. the other shit in the show
1: together. Like they, no Montana Max, know, no Good Feathers, no no Slappy
0: Squirrel. No good idea, bad idea. Oh, God, good idea, it's, bad it's idea. It's just... oh.
1: No
2: right. pinky in the brain. <laughs> no, there is pinky in the
1: brain.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It's just... They understand where their bread is buttered.
1: <laughs> right. The thing is, what what made Animaniacs Animaniacs was it was making adult-level jokes that were just disrespectful enough that they could get away with it and that yes. was not being done, and it, yeah. and it just it was it, it was groundbreaking. It was whatever. It was the everybody does that now. It's yeah, you know I, that
0: that's the that's the problem. Like it's it's Animaniacs, like by way of Twitter humor.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Pass yeah. So hard it's, pass. It's not, it's not extreme it's, pass.
2: It's,
0: it's 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 demoralizing. Like you know, yeah. like at the very beginning when it's like the three siblings talking to like a warner brothers executive and you know it's like all of these jokes about like warner brothers like studio failures in the past few years and then them like being amazed at what an ipad is it's just it's just not i can see how somebody thought it was a good idea yeah 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 sounds like the kind of jokes
2: you would have made like 10 years ago (laughs)
0: And, well, and that's the other thing. They are jokes that were, like, they, everything was written in, like, 2018, 2017. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. Oh. Read uh, the oh. room, guys. <laughs> that that person it's... who always is reading the room is Dave Roberts, the staff I mean, Roberts of our show. Like,
2: I it's I feel kind of the same way about stuff like DuckTales, too, which I hear is great. I hear no, it's news, amazing.
1: It's amazing. Yeah, I hear it's it's I, so good. But nice. I, can't, I can't do it.
2: I don't know. I just, I, I feel like...
1: I'm I'm going be. to strongly strongly encourage you to because yeah. I felt the same way I'm like oh like oh it's because oh, Ellie singing like woo woo yeah 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 no 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 it's legit okay. and it's it's not it is not cashing in on nostalgia like if an original Ducktales yeah. didn't exist it wouldn't matter
2: yeah it's just okay. a new show it's just a it's just yeah. a
1: new did whole- they
2: get. Was was the guy who played Scrooge still alive for this? He, or?
0: No, they. It's the first time that somebody else was Scrooge, and they they kind of like made a big deal out of it because oh yeah, the last Scrooge, thing that he did
2: was that game, right? The game, yeah.
0: yeah they he they did the uh, remake of the old NES game. Yeah, he
2: sounded like he sounded he
0: sounded like a ninety three year old man because he yeah. was a ninety three year old man.
1: <laughs> no, uh, Scrooge is David Tennant, also known as the oh, doctor. Okay. Yeah,
0: I never put that together. I've only seen yeah. a few episodes of the new one. When we when we tried to watch it Lyra was still a little too young. Ooh. Uh but now she is like pumped and primed for that kind of show. Uh we're neck deep in watching uh, Avatar. The last character. Okay. Oh, um, so, oh
2: you're, you're on a James yeah, Cameron kick. with Yeah, f- we're on a James Cameron <laughs> kick. We're going to
0: start her with Avatar, and then we're going right into True Lies, guys. Right in. <laughs> like, I need my the, daughter the to natural know I mean, Tom Arnold is. At some is. point,
1: you're going to have to get to Piranha 2, the spawning, and that's going to take some backstory. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but like, is that the Joe Dante side universe? We like, all right. well, you can't see Piranha Two until you see Piranha One. We just gotta, you know. Well, that's the, that's how you that's how jump. you transition into Gremlins Two, right? This no, is through Piranha. All, all things end at Gremlins Two. All things end at Gremlins Two. Uh, James um, Cameron
1: did Piranha Two. I'm just yeah yeah, yeah. okay
0: all right no that's because Piranha. Piranha One, aka Piranha 3D, is Joe Dante's entry uh, entry into mainstream movie making, and it, then it's like it's Jim, Cam- Jim Cameron, Joe Dante, and George Miller were like the effects genre picture superstars. Um, there's my there's our our Kevin Bacon six degrees <laughs> of separation. <laughs> Jim Cameron and Joe Dante Riffs. Um, so, we actually have been playing video games. All three of us have been playing video games. Susan and I have weirdly entered into uh, a similar realm. We're going to go negative, unfortunately, everybody. But we'll we'll get to the negative a little bit later. We're going to start with the positive. I have been playing Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Now, longtime listeners of the different incarnations of the show will know that at various points over the past few years, Dave, Susan, and I have pretty much all, at one point or another, been like, Crash
2: Bandicoot sucks. I don't get it. <laughs> right, you right. run away from the camera. You run toward the camera. It's weird. It's weird. Don't. Yeah. To, the, as Susan, do you remember
0: what you <laughs> what you said when the big like remaster collection no, was announced at our last E3? You just no. yelled at the entire like editorial staff at Games Radio. You were like, who cares? Oh who, yeah. Who cares? It is Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. No one cares. The Spiral uh, trilogy
2: was alright though. Spyro trilogy was
0: alright? No, Spiral no, is legit. I i had for a while the remaster crash trilogy and i was like it doesn't matter how you paint these up these games suck they suck but a very very good friend of mine uh a uh old collaborator of susan's joe uh joe kaiser a wonderful writer who's no longer a writer uh in the video game world uh Was like, you have to play this game. It's very, very, very good. You love platformers. And I was like, ah, little big planet. And he's like, it's only $20 over here. I was like, fine, I'm doing it. It is Crash Bandicoot 4 is this model that proves the rule that, like, no idea is bad. It's only about execution. Oh, interesting. If you do, if you realize something very well... It can actually be good. Because I started playing it. It's very beautiful. Uh it's made by the people that had made all the Skylanders games. The Toys for oh. Bob people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they did okay. all the remakes too. And they did all the remakes. And
1: so But this was from scratch,
0: yeah. This is this is from okay. the ground up totally new it's it's a completely original game okay and i i've never played anything by toys for bob that is like from the ground up from scratch with the exception of like the original skylanders
2: okay. which
0: was a nice kids game i don't know if you guys ever played any of the skylanders oh games, i had but like,
2: I, I was the one who reviewed them <laughs> for games oh, Vader, so i had boxes wow. full of that shit i mean they're fun they're, they're fine fun. they're very slow Right. I would I would not pay money to play those games, but I was grateful that they sent me a bunch of toys. <laughs> right. right, your children were delighted
0: yes. that there were these things that were harmless. Uh, so I would never have expected them to turn around and not only make like a really well executed, smart, tactile, crunchy platformer but one that is ostensibly the exact same premise and like set up. Mm. You're still running into the stage. You're occasionally running away from things out of the stage. It's still Crash Bandicoot, but it's just really good. It's, oh, if it controlled well, if I presented <laughs> all of these things in a way that makes what's happening on the screen oh. discernible to a player, and they were able to anticipate it, maybe that would actually be good. And <laughs> it is! It is, against all odds! Like, the levels are pretty long. There's there's a lot going on. There's they're, they're really interesting, and it's never just a corridor. Like, there are always, like, little side paths for you to find secret stuff, and uh, are they're pretty inventive at the very beginning they're like oh, there's a dimensional rift and you're gonna have to hop between dimensions crash and the first one it's like here's a steampunky junkyard and then a pirate land i was like oh man fucking doing donkey kong country shit please <laughs> stop but it's but i, I was wrong every level is really inventive and it's it's hard it's not, it doesn't hold your hand. It's not just, you're gonna go in and you're gonna have to uh, basically just walk until you get to the end. You have to play. Um, but the rules are clear. It's like it's like Super Mario Brothers. It's like, you know when to jump to hit something on the head. You know when it's gonna touch you. It, uh, as opposed to old Crash Bandicoot, where I was yeah. like, why am I dead? Why
2: am I dead? Yeah. What just happened? Well, How did I misjudge this jump? Because yeah. the cameras, yeah. Why did that happen at all?
0: Yeah. Uh, and I, I, like really cool variety. Like you never, you never really are doing purely the same thing level to level. Uh, it'll you know it, it'll be like all right now you have a jet ski and now you.
1: I will. Do we <laughs> lose Anthony? Bit, I think we must have. <laughs> I could see you looking around. Die. I'm like, is it just me? It, he's just
2: frozen. Uh, oh. The- oh, Am I back? Are we back? There You're we are. Okay. So yeah. going to um, make, make a I- note. <laughs> Maybe we should I- leave that in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> guys, Anthony likes Crash Bandicoot. Did we lose him for good? <laughs> <Easy>. <laughs>
2: Is, is Anthony over? I mean, uh, you're Like the recording's gonna pick it up, but it's yeah. just gonna be like there's just like a bit where Susan and I are just like silent and like kind of looking, like waiting for you to move. <laughs> the funny, the funny yeah. thing is, I could
0: hear you guys throughout it all. Like you guys. Oh, that's funny.
2: That's funny. Um,
0: damn it. Anyway, <laughs> I like the only thing that gave me pause. Every now and again, the game will throw something at you, and you're like, "Oh no!" Uh, it does throw. Like at one point out of a dimensional rift comes i mean it's not like gross sexy but it is a sexy grown-up bandicoot woman why do they go uh you know like an adventurer punk rocker i mean woman i guess it's it's
2: the fashion of the time it is yeah
0: yeah Yeah. she she comes in but like even that i like i was like what is happening why is this going but then she has a grappling hook and her stages play different and they're all really good (laughs) (laughs) I was was like shit fine toys for Bob whatever I get it you you made a really good game uh has have you guys ever run into a situation at any point in all your years of playing video games where a series that you had completely written off in the past has something new come along you're like fine I'm gonna check it out and Susan, it reminded me a lot of your experience with Lightning Returns, where you were like... Oh, yeah, there. yeah, Final Fantasy. Yeah. But, like, you know, in that case, that didn't act as, like, something that made you recontextualize the other games that came before it. You're like, this one is good. Right. Whereas, you know, th- this experience, I'm like, oh, shit, it, they, they didn't have to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I never realized that. I never thought that, that was... That was a possibility.
1: You know, uh, the, okay, so when, when Resident Evil 2 came out, originally, that was one of the first games I played through just straight finished it, started it again. You know, it was a really important and formative game for me. And then playing the remake, I was like, oh, wow. Imagine if they had had all this polish, though time. Because <laughs> people are like, oh yeah, no, the controls are supposed to be crappy, and you're not supposed to be. Shut up! Stop it! Just
2: whatever. You see, see the the original vision of the camera angle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hashtag the power of myth and tank controls.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, just shut up. The gate. Uh, it and it, it really do, it makes me, which is not to say that I think the original is bad. Sure. But it was very much hamstrung by when it came out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, See, I- also... <laughs> Evil Within 2 versus Evil Within 1. Yeah. See,
0: Evil Within 2 is another <clears throat> great example, because I I was... I would never have played Evil Within 2 if money wasn't involved. Yep. Like, somebody came to me... And said, "You don't. You don't even have to contact the company. I have the copy of the game for press. I want you to write about this." And I was like, "That fine, okay." Yep. That's, yep. But then that game's great. That it game is, is inc- so good. It's incredible game. Like, yeah. If somebody said, "Go make a list of all of the things that were best to come out on the last generation of consoles." Evil Within 2 would get a nod. It's that good. It really um, is good.
1: It really is.
0: But, like, that one also is, it's not, that's less like, oh, I, like, you know, Evil Within was just executed poorly. The ideas were sound. Evil Within 2 is just such a fundamentally different game.
1: Yeah, uh, true. And
0: Evil Within 1, yeah, it's like they're just different. Like, the, the only thing similar is there are monsters. And you are a guy with fairly, you know, limited resources trying to fight. Yeah. You. My, my uh, point in,
1: in bringing that one up was Evil Within 1 has, it's like someone found it in a drawer. It had been sitting there since the 90s and they brought it out and they're like, oh, look, it's the Lost Resident Evil game. Hey, guess what? Those controls suck. Okay. They, <laughs> they had to do them at the time because they didn't have a whole lot of choice. And now, in a realm where there is choice, you play it. They're terrible. Okay, that's why I was. <laughs> hey guys, we found this there. old Resident
0: Evil game in a drawer. We want to release it, but I think we can make it worse before we do. <laughs> 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 I think we can fuck this up more. You know what? Uh, does I th- can I get some weird baby doll heads and some uh, squeaky wheelchairs in uh, a oh, cliche asylum?
2: Throw that in, Ooh. please. Throw some throw some uh <laughs> throw some widescreen bars on there just to really nail just the to, pretense.
1: Just to I keep just it tidy. What I need, I need it to be virtually <laughs> impossible to see what you're doing at any time. No, I'm gonna need you to slow the reload down. Slow it down. Make it more awkward to access your inventory. Yes. I Perfection. definitely I I had
0: to have told Dave. This That game came out before we knew each other. So I don't know if I ever told you this, but when Evil Within came out and I was going through the hell of reviewing it, I... <laughs> killed Evil Within. Kate walked in the living room and found me, like, up against the TV with a tape measure. He was very angry about this. <laughs> like, tape measure, like, figuring out the percentage of space that sebastian took up on the screen at any given moment and then she was like what are you doing what's wrong with you i was like hola like switched over to the gamecube and had on resident evil 4 and i was like
2: he takes a 26 more of the screen 26 percent writing on your window with one of those like like wax pencils so you can like make diagrams it's very... I was very upset.
1: He, he, he <laughs> was. He he was... There was math involved. He was very yeah, well, upset. Like,
0: that weekend, Susan, like, it's a miracle our phones didn't start on fire.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just every ten minutes, like, what the fuck is... Why? This is why? such trash. I hate... I think I just... Uh, I hate this game at one point. And yeah. You're just like, I hate this game. Oh, my
0: God. I'm and so that, angry. That... Like, like, that's the, the that playing Crash Bandicoot on the original PlayStation was like that. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I never even finished. Like, I never played Crash One back in the day, but I had one of those. You guys remember PlayStation Underground? The oh, demo yeah. disc. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, one of the very first ones had like a Crash One demo. I never finished it. I never, like, I was just like, this is fucking terrible. It's work.
1: So there was. I mean. It, there it it was a a game that was supposedly in the get good kind of mm. stable but my problem was yeah i understand that it's it's hard on purpose in some ways sure but it's not fun y-
0: yeah
1: because it's inconsistent you don't and- know like you play something like a dark souls you know exactly why you die You fell down a hole, uh, you zigged when you should have zagged, and you either enjoy figuring all that out, or you don't, and that's fine. With Crash, it's like, I don't know,
0: guess. And that is one of the things that makes this new game so good. I, like, you die a lot. Like, on average, I probably die six or seven times a level, and it counts Mm. for Tells you how many times you died. (laughs) Just to let you know. (laughs) Just to let you know. Well, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get we'll get to. It's not just to let you know, because there is a secret layer of dickishness in the uh, execution of this game. But Dave, before before we go full full negative, um,
2: do you have any examples where like my example? It's less that it was bad, uh, because it wasn't. Uh, it was more that like it was that era, where the PlayStation had two mascot platformers. You had to pick one, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and my choice for this would be Ratchet and Clank because I went with Jack and Daxter because the first one was very much in the vein of like the old Mario style games, and I, that's a game that I will still go back to and like a hundred percent it in like six hours and really enjoy it. And then Jack. It two, was good. Yeah, and then Jack Two was like you know they. Gave them a soul patch and made it an open world game because all of them were at that time. And then the third one like course corrected and it was fine. Uh, But yeah, like I played Ratchet and Clank, but it was never like I never played them all. Like I think I played the first one a bit and was like, ah, this is fine. But it's just I don't know. Like do do we really need two mascot platforms? It's (laughs) a Sony, but but then I played the the sort quasi remake slash soft reboot slash amalgamation that they made for ps4 a couple years ago
1: and holy shit
2: holy shit it's just like like i was like like i had that that crystallizing moment where you're like i get it now and like i'm sure a lot of it is just because they pulled elements from Mm. different games into this one game so it's like all the best parts of of the series in there and then they added they added the new game plus plus which basically just makes it so you're playing Diablo runs through Ration and Clank and I'm like immediately after finishing it I started up a new game and like went through yeah it's like that that made me way more excited about seeing another like the, the I'm really excited for this new one cuz I'm like yeah no I I want I want more give me that give me that Lombax goodness <laughs> Did either of you play Crack
0: in Time for PlayStation 3? it was the second of the mm-hmm. ratchet and Clank's for playstation 3 came out i can't remember they all kind of blend together
1: for me they do
0: all blend together yeah. which is and unfortunate and that's that's the problem yeah uh that's the one to play because it, push came to shove if somebody said i'm i'm going to get a playstation 3 what are the three exclusives that i need for this mm. it, it literally is like you you need to get on you know uncharted 2 and Crack in Time and like 3D Dot Game Heroes or some shit because it is Tokyo, uh, Tokyo jungle. jungle.
1: Okay, I was gonna <laughs> say
0: folklore, <laughs> okay. but yeah, Tokyo. Yeah, jungle. well, okay, okay, folklore, folklore. If you're not gonna get, if you're, not, if you're gonna get puppeteer, 10, what are we doing? Yeah,
1: puppeteer. Okay, are we building
0: this
2: list right now, Anthony? And hey, Africa. Are we, are now
0: we're doing it. All right, Last of Us. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh no, because right? you, you know you can get Last of Us on PS4 now. So yeah, you can get, Africa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah puppeteer yep. and then all right, we're keeping it a pure ps3 only
0: games you can play on playstation 3 metal Correct, gear solid yeah. 4 africa africa puppeteer yeah and crack and time 3d dot game heroes tokyo, uh, uh, Tok- tokyo jungle yeah folklore uh,
2: pic- the last guy the last oh!
0: guy pi- pixel junk eden oh yeah 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 and metal gear solid uh, 4 metal gear solid 4 yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow, Wait, what? Metal what? Take you can run all- yeah. it. Is. Only <laughs> oh, on really? Yeah. You can. you can't even play it on PlayStation now. Like that's it. <gasps> you can, you, it like, that's it. You, can, you need a PlayStation oh, well, then, yeah. three okay. to
1: play that game. Okay.
2: Okay. Uh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Otacon telling you about how great the the Blu-ray disc is. You don't need to switch Stop discs anymore.
1: It. Stop
2: <laughs> just, Oh. Just, like, you're literally at the point in the... like Because you go through Shadow Moses, you're literally at the point where you're supposed to switch discs on the PS1 game, and uh. Otacon's like, wait, are you going to switch the discs? Oh, no, you don't have to, because the magic of Blu-ray. Oh, my God. <laughs> there is no fewer
0: than seven... Extended scenes of just watching an egg cook. Yep. Just, a, just an egg <laughs> on a skillet. What? Stunt, a young lady named Sunny is making you eggs. Repeatedly. Okay. While singing That's... the Fibonacci sequence. There you go.
1: Oh, <laughs> of course. Of of course.
0: Uh, All right. Uh, enough, enough, of the, enough of the sunshine and lollipops, though. Because now... It, Part of the wonderful thing about this Crash Four game is that it is like just the pitch perfect amount of challenging. But I can say that because I don't deeply care about this series, and mm. I don't deep I don't deeply care about being a completist in games anymore. I am cured. I'm I'm on I'm on I'm in recovery uh, for being a completist, and this game has all kinds of like, every level has six gems and uh, every level leads to an unlockable costume for Crash or his sister Coco. And if you attempt to do this game in a completest way, your heart will explode. You Mm. will not survive because it is so punishingly impossible it it basically says you can only die three times a stage anything over that and that's one of the gems gone you need to get every single box in every single like in the stage in one run you can miss nothing and there's no like you accumulate gems and you can spend them to unlock costumes you have to get everyone. In every stage where that costume is, or you can't touch it, it'll show it to you, but you can't have it. Oh! (laughs) And you would think, the game at the very beginning is like... Winnow, there are classic fans that like a classic challenge. So there's the retro mode where you have limited lives. You have to collect one-ups. But then there's the modern mode, and it'll just start you at checkpoints.
2: Don't worry about it. The modern mode. The
0: scrubs in the audience. For you scrubs. But the modern mode is still just like, it has like a ticker in the upper right-hand corner. It's like, oh, we died once. oh two three two. Three. Now you don't get that gem. Dying though, just like oh. keep you up to an EKG to watch your heart, just like <gasps> and and like the thing is, if you're just playing it like it was like an NES game, you're like, I'm just trying to get to the end of the stage, you're gonna yeah. have a wonderful time, it's blissful, but it's just like kicking you in the balls if you want oh. anything else. And the bizarre thing about this is that this is this is common, it seems.
1: Because Susan, you are having the exact same experience, <laughs> little thing. I am. That. So I okay. So when I updated, upgraded my Sackboy game to the PS5 version, it wiped my save. By the way, that happens if you update your PS4 version to PS5; it wipes your PS4 save. Oopsie. Okay. So I started over, and I'm and I'm you know playing it from the beginning. And I am. I'm not trying to hundred percent the game because there's. There's like, uh, they're called Knitted Night Trials, where it's, you, you take a particular skill like jumping, and it gives you this course to do, and if you do it in this amount of time, you get gold, and this is silver, and this is, I don't care. I'm not doing any of those. But, but, if you give me costumes, I mm-hmm. am going to want to unlock all of them. Also, there are stickers. And of Ooh. course, I'm going to want all of the stickers. So would the costumes come in pieces? Some are three pieces, some are seven pieces, whatever. And to get all of the costumes, the last to get it you have to get the high score on every level to get that final costume piece from that level. You might have to pick up other ones actually within the level itself, but to get that final one, you have to get the high score. To get the stickers, you have to get their orbs hidden in every level. Sometimes it's three, sometimes it's five. You have to get all of the orbs in that level. Now, they don't take them away from you if you die during a a level or something. In fact, you can pick up an orb on one run, pick up the second orb on another one, and it counts. So you don't have to do it all in one go. And that's great. Mm. but one of the uh, accessibility options they have is Sackboy also has a lives system and you can turn it off. You can just go to infinite and the guilt it puts on you <laughs> when you go to do this. Cause like you can just get here in there and it's like, you know, okay, well, let me check that. We're like, well, you know, that's not the way it's meant to be played. That's not the real experience, but, but we want you to have fun. So, are you sure this is something you want to do? Fuck oh you! Yes, this level is ridiculously difficult, and I don't feel like having to start over because I die. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
0: Susan, Susan, is there is there a trophy unlock at the bottom? It's like you've unlocked patronizing ass. Again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Oh, it's a silver it's trophy. Kind of like
2: those trophies you get for like, a, or like a Devil May Cry or whatever when you die five times in a row. And it's like, do you want to kick it down to easy? You're, you seem to be dying a lot here. But like, that's that's not that bad. I've always
0: liked the way Devil May Cry is just like like, and they've done it for many
2: games now. They've been doing yeah. it for like fifteen years, where lo- it says well, like and, like hey, and people you- got. People got pissed at Nintendo for putting the golden leaf in, like, Mario Brothers. But Devil May Cry's been doing this since, like, the PS2. Okay. So, now, now there's a, a subtle difference
0: here. Because the Mario thing, that is like Sackboy. Where it's, it almost seems like it's insulting you. Where, like, yeah. you start the level over and it's just like, here's this giant, <laughs> yeah. giant, like, do you need a hand? Do you need a little something to get you through? But Devil May Cry... Just shows you a screen, just a pause where it's like, you don't have to do this to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Look, no, nobody's gonna know but you, and it's fun. It doesn't matter. This is a game. Just have fun. We're just checking. You do you. But like this Sackboy thing, like the fact that it layers it on like that.
1: it's so it makes me really angry because. Okay, in the early levels of the game, yeah, all right, fine. The later levels are ridiculously hard. Yeah. Like, yes, and again, if you if all you're trying to do is get to the end, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Although, some of the boss fights are, are quite challenging. Mm-hmm. But you would probably do fine with just lives, because you can also restart a, restart just from the boss fight. Like, once you mm-hmm. make it there, you can just, and that's great but trying to find everything because some of these things are extremely well hidden and yeah. do it all and there are some you have to do them perfectly if you die once you're not you are physically it is physically impossible to get the high score you need to collect not only collect every single point bubble you have to maximize your use of the double Bonuses that are timed and pick up like you're. I'm like there. I'm like doing math. I'm like okay. That. If I pick no. up that, that's four hundred points. Or I could get these and they're ten a piece. But if it's twenty and then I get the bonus, I'm doing that just to try and yeah. get costume so I can get the the head of the octopus so I can walk around like a stupid octopus in this costume. <laughs> I, that
0: that. The presence of stuff like that has ruined otherwise enjoyable games to me. And yeah. not like from a difficulty perspective, but the the making, locking locking these fun little tchotchkes behind not an easily repeatable challenge yeah. or just something simple, but just like you need to, to slave over time for this because the puppeteer is an amazing game but like i hated it to the point that it really impacted my enjoyment of the game and as a a total that you couldn't get certain masks unless you got a mask and then went back to a previous level and those levels could be like 45 minutes long it's true If, if you don't nail one jump if you don't nail this one thing you just lose you lose time just so much time yeah. kirby's epic yeah. yarn was exactly the same way Where like you had to like every level in kirby's epic yarn was like there are three stickers in every yeah. level you need to if you want to max that level you need to reach the gem threshold collect enough gems that you've maxed out that level and And perfectly time these jumps. And it's just, like, even knowing it's there takes away from just, like, the soft, tactile pleasure of
2: the game. Or, like, uh, was the, the Super Mario 3D World that's coming out on Switch. Like, they had the stamps in there, but they also had, like, if you... Like, okay, so you found all the stamps... You're not really done though, because you didn't hit the top of the goal pole. Yep. <laughs> yep. You're only truly. Fin- <clears throat> it's like really, like what the like what purpose does this serve other than making me fe- feel anxiety that I didn't actually finish the game?
1: Yeah. I don't. I don't mind there being some kind of reward for the person who gets enjoyment out of mastering all those mid and night trials. They should get some like. The, there should be a costume for that, right? Like, you you do all those, you get this special costume. I, I'd be like, mm, I will never see that costume because I don't want to do that. And that's okay. But I can get six out of seven of these costume pieces and I can't buy the seventh. You that know, there's sucks. no way. It That's super frustrating. And my husband is watching me, do like, hammer my head against this wall every night. He's like... Are you okay over there? I'm like I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just, I'm <laughs> just, I'm just trying. I'm just trying. I did finally get the console kitty costume, so now I have that. You're a little pink digital cat, and obviously yeah, I needed that. that. That yeah, gotta have that. Gotta have yeah, that. naturally. So uh, and I, and I got uh, uh, I got the octopus finally. So cool. Um, yeah, I'm fine. It's not a <laughs> I, nobody worry
0: about this I, <laughs> I think the coolest the coolest approach to this problem that I've seen in recent years is I like how with their Switch output Nintendo has been not always successfully but doing their damnedest to try and un, like deprogram people mm-hmm. around the concept of completionism in a game like by you know, one of the only approaches is like don't make it fun. Like make it make it unpleasant to try to get every last doodad. Like,
2: or like what the reward like in Breath of the Wild for getting all like eight hundred Korok seeds is like exactly. a literal. It's a pile piece of, of shit. poop. <laughs> There's a pile. If you get
0: all, yeah, Hestu like, gives you a, a little a little poopy. Yep, he gives you a Why? gold piece of. Because the game, the, the game is like you shouldn't have done this. This is a joke. Like what do you?
1: So, so it's a, it's a gag.
2: It's a gag. It's a gag. Because you like, don't like you you don't like the whole point of the Korok seeds is that they just upgrade one of your yeah. like items. Like, you get an extra item slot. You don't need to find them all, but
0: someday. oh I see. I and like see. Super Mario Odyssey, a game like I still love Odyssey. I think Odyssey is a great game uh it has diminished a little bit for me in like the few years that have passed but i love that that game is like here are the central like moons that you should be collecting to get to the end of the game Mm. and then there are all of these other ones and if you really like just digging into the world they're there and then after that like you could go even further but if you play, like, the post-game, like, Dark Side of the Moon, Otherworld, like, I hated that stuff. It's like, not fun. It's not fun at all. No. <sighs> and so I don't I don't think that it's a totally successful remedy to what you're seeing in, you know, Sackboy or this Crash game. But it is at least, I think, like, a, a worthwhile experiment to try and get around that.
2: Like, well, you know, the thing is with that, it's it's there if you want it. It's there if right. you want it, but it's not
0: right. also not, like, locking too much of, like, the nitty-gritty fun stuff around it. Like, you're not going to not be able to get, like, the Super Mario 64 costume because right. you didn't get 9,000 moons. It's Right, like, right. It's, it's saying, like, there's more play out there if you want it, and there are these little doodads that you get as a reward. But, like, you shouldn't have to just throw yourself against a wall repeatedly to get the seventh piece of a cool costume. It's, yeah. it's dumb. It's just dumb. Uh, should I play that game, Susan? When I'm, like, I feel like this platformer run I'm on is not going to end. Uh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. For nice. sure. If If for no other reason than to experience the soundtrack, which is brilliant. Yeah. Just the way, not only in the choices that it makes, but the way the music, it, certain uh, songs are used to help you understand the timing in a level. Brilliant. Absolutely wonderful. I totally recommend the game. And if you if you don't care about getting all the doodads, then that, that bit won't matter to you. And you'll be able to just breeze right on through to the ending and just appreciate the level design and how cute everything is. And it'll be fine. I feel like that's going
0: to hit PS Plus at some point, isn't it?
1: Oh, for
2: sure.
0: Yeah, that'll 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 come our way. Uh, so we are we are going to talk about a game called Nuts. Before we before we talk about a game called Nuts, which I I don't know anything about. I feel like I know everything I need to uh, based on that name because that's great. Uh, I want to talk about somebody doing something nuts, which is Dave Roberts. Is Dave Roberts? Uh, Dave, Dave. I'll tell you when I've had enough retro console. <laughs> Roberts.
2: This is has, how I know it's not a passing fad.
0: Yeah, you've repaired, you have acquired, and repaired a broken Game Gear that is now a There's functioning mine. Game Gear, and you are going to make it a super pretty There's Game two. Gear.
2: They're oh my God! One. There's two. He has two. Everybody. There's a third one coming. <laughs> That's. Just... Oh my God. Okay, so here here's what. So, I like tinkering with stuff, as you, pod listeners know. Uh, and I've been getting into messing with Game Boys. Problem with Game Boys is, uh, I mean, people want them because they're Game Boys. They're Nintendo. People love Nintendo. It's their childhood. It's got Pokemon on it. People love Pokemon. And so, and Game Boys are built to last. So a Game Boy that works great, like, commands a pretty decent price, and because they're easy to fix, even broken ones cost a lot of money. Interesting. Yeah, so like it used to be, you could get a broken Game Boy for like five bucks, and then fix it and turn it around, maybe sell it for thirty or forty. But now, because everyone stuck home on, during the pandemic and found a hobby like I did, uh, broken Game Boys go for like thirty or forty bucks, and you like the the return on fixing it up and like selling it off to someone's just not there. Like uh, you have to be in it for the pleasure of fixing it, um, but you also have to have more money up front to do it, just because they're sought after game gears however (laughs) as i've come to discover are pieces of shit so (laughs) game gears i mean okay they're they're fine systems they're 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 not a system that i grew up with so i don't have the like the nostalgic attraction to them which like we can get into uh, a little bit but um are there people who are like game gear people like, oh, yeah. I mean, there be, there, there's there, got to be someone who's like, yeah, I had a Lynx up That's my favorite. Like, like the the one guy.
1: Oh, oh okay. Lynx was, was really... <laughs>
2: <up>. Yeah, see? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just gonna... Okay. No, Carry on.
2: No, Susa's
1: giant dog bone. It's, it's not good. <laughs> you could play, okay, but on you play columns play on it, and it was great. And you could play it right or left handed, which was totally great. All, right. all,
0: right. all right, I can't. I can't deny. I can't deny the ambidexterity of the links is pretty badass.
1: Yeah, and like you could
2: link up. Like I mean, the whole it was in the name. You can link up like sixteen or thirty-two of them, or some ridiculous amount of. You know, all the kids in your neighborhood who had Lynxes, you could play like sixty-player multiplayer um but the thing is it's like the 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 whole selling point of the game gear was that it's like oh this thing it's like it's it's better it's got color it's got a backlight like the game boy games look those are baby games this is like shit from your genesis you got sonic the hedgehog and it looks like sonic the goddamn hedgehog it's not like this tiny little like smeary sprite um and yeah, like you, you, you hold it in your hands, and it feels like it's bulky, it's heavy, it's got some heft to it. Like it feels like a premium product until you realize that the one part that they shouldn't have cheaped out on, they did, and it's the capacitors. Mm-hmm. Because the capacitors, if, if like Nintendo, okay, uh, what's
1: a, what's a capacitor do? What, it what?
2: The capacitor stores. Uh, I'm like like fifty percent certain on what they do, but they basically store and like transfer uh, charge. As uh, electricity yeah, okay. goes through, it's like it's it's storing the charge, so it, um, you know, basically it makes your game gear or Game Boy work. Um. It
1: transfers it plays some role in transferring power from the batteries to the guts. Yes. Okay. Um, and is the thing there, is, is
2: there goo
0: in capacitors? Yes. They're liquid. Uh, so
2: the the commonly oh. used in the 80s and 90s, and this is why like a lot of old electronics fail. Um, is because the capacitors have an electro... They're they're electrolytic capacitors, so they have, like, electrolytes in them. There's a fluid in there that is responsible for storing and transferring that energy. Uh, Nintendo used good ones. They used ones that, like, you should... They're 30 years old. You should probably fix them. But chances are, if you find a Game Boy... Uh, like an old like brick Game Boy. So the Game Boy Color has some issues with the sound one specifically. But like an old brick Game Boy, you pick one up, you turn it on, as long as there's no issues with the screen or the speaker, it's going to work. Like you should probably replace the capacitors because they're old and will fail eventually, but they're still working. From what I've read about Game Gears, like 90% of the Game Gears that are out there, if you have one stored in your closet, haven't played in a while, doesn't work because the capacitors they used were cheap and leaked after like a decade leaked oh yeah wow. and like okay. if, if you if you get to them soon enough you can clean them up replace them and it's fine but if if, if it's really bad like the, the leaking can cause corrosion on the board which ca- can cause damage with the traces so like um really bad ones i've i haven't seen any personally but like if if you get a really bad one then you actually have to like repair traces by soldering wires to connect points where they shouldn't be connected yeah they're like to, to do a full repair that can get kind of intense but um if you can get to it in time you can remove all of the old capacitors and typically what happens like you turn it on like this one here and turn it on it powered on the the backlit turned on but the game wasn't working so it's like the screen wasn't working the sound wasn't working so i went in and the the other problem with game gears is that there are like 20 of them and they're they use all three kinds of capacitors they're surface mount capacitors which are a pain in the ass to to fix, uh, because they're these little tiny cylinders and they fit on the top of the board and you have these little tiny solder points and like I've watched a few videos where people would like try to like to get them off. You're like you can snip them off with some flush cutters, but if the capacitors are leaking, they can rip the pads if you try to pull them off like that. So the first time I did that on a Game Boy Color, I was like, nope. I spent sixty dollars and basically bought a gun that shoots hot air, in a point straight down so i can just and then you just heat it up you just make circle motions you heat it up and boop, pull it right off super easy uh that has the through holes capacitors and then it has these other surface mount capacitors on the video board and there's like 20 of them and it takes like took me like three hours my first time to remove clean and then repair it
1: I'm looking at pictures of capacitors now, just to try and understand what is going on. Okay, okay,
0: okay. Yeah. So, so but like Dave, Dave. Yes. Here, here, here is here is the ultimate question. Yes. Now I understand to what that, end. <laughs> yes. Yes. I understand that you you are in this for love of the game. Yes. Like you you now, like this is almost like building models, right? Like this kind is of, a, that's the yeah. comparison, yeah. Yeah, like you're 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 putting together a a constructive uh engineering task and going through the effort of completing it,
2: but like it's a game gear. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a game gear before. You know, like like that's the thing. Like I I've never had one before. And Dude, I want to know that.
1: That's where it's at.
2: Yeah, those... Even broken ones of those are pricey, though. Yeah. Like, that's the oh, problem. Really? They are oh, yeah. Like, it, like a not-working nomad could probably still cost, like, $200. Yeah.
1: Oh, man! <gasps> yeah, because they're,
2: they're super rare, is the problem. Oh. And, and because people... The people who are willing to spend $200 know how to fix them. Yeah. Right. That is right. the thing. Right. Whereas, like, Game Gears, there are millions of these things. Um, and, like, the, the thing is, like, because they're all broken you can get them for like they're not again they're not as cheap as they used to be like before covid times you could get a broken game gear for like five bucks but like even now you can get one for like 20 and then fix it up and sell it for 100 because all the game gears are broken so if someone wants a new fresh guaranteed to work game gear they're willing to spend a 100 bucks to not have to fix it because because it is so time intensive it is a lot harder than fixing a Game Boy and you know people want to play I don't like I got a okay so the one that I got came with a copy of Streets of Rage 2 and you know what it's not bad (laughs) like for a portable like for a portable system to recreate Streets of Rage 2 they they got the music like 80% there like Yuzo Koshiro worked on it like it's it's pretty legit
0: um. <laughs> but, but that's the last 31 years of Game Gear experiences. Like the For the last three decades straight, it's like you hand somebody a Game Boy and Tetris is in it and you look at that person and you're like, what do you think? And they're like, get away from me. Just let me keep doing this. <laughs> you hand somebody a Game Gear with anything in it and they're like, you know what? That's that's not terrible. It's kind of yeah. like Sonic. Like terrible. Here you go. <laughs>
2: Yeah.
0: Don't you want to play floor? Nah. No. Mm. No, and <laughs> no I'm yeah, bad. like the thing
2: is <laughs> the the Well, for me, one, it's about getting to experience something that I never had before. And learning yeah, sure. how it yeah, works. Absolutely. Like yeah. learning that the reason why the Game Gear screen or why the Game Gear takes six batteries and only lasts two hours. The screen's not actually, like, the screen doesn't have a light on it. It's not like a modern panel display where the light is, like, built into it. No, there's a fucking bulb. Yeah, there's like, a light a, bulb. Like a, like a literal, like, uh, like, a, like, like, a, like a school, like halogen or floret, whatever it is, bulb. Socketed right oh. behind it. Oh. And, yeah. And, like, the thing is, like, you're not, like, the, the it's there's a contrast. Or it says bright on the side. It's a lie. It's not a brightness wheel. It's a contrast wheel. You're changing the contrast of the colors on the screen. The brightness of the light stays the same. So there's one of the mods that I just bought is a a screen kit mod from Retro Kai. It's like the studio out in France. They just fucking make all kinds of Genesis and Sega shit. Uh, they made the screen mod, and it uses a modern TFT-style uh, display, like something from like an old BlackBerry or mm. something. Mm. Mm-hmm. And there's a board, and you solder it to it. Um, it it is so much more power efficient than the original screen because you're removing that that light and just basically puts it. You 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 triple your battery life. It goes from two hours to six hours. Uh, and uh, and and the brightness wheel actually becomes a brightness wheel, so you can actually. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 been fun. to... but the, the problem is, is that now I am um, uh, realizing that this 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 rabbit hole continues going. I have a Neo Geo Pocket color on the yes! way. Yeah, that is broken, yes, broken a broken one go. from Japan that I ordered, and now I'm looking into Wonder Swans. Dave, Yay! I
1: was,
0: was going to ask you. When does this get? To, when does this escalate to
2: WonderSwan? Oh, because it has it has fully as- escalated to WonderSwans. All right, um, I always wanted I to Wonder
0: I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy a WonderSwan color, and I'm going to send it to you because I I want I I think it's time. I think I have to have a souped up WonderSwan.
2: Oh yeah, they they, they may they have they like the the kits that they have now uh, mm-hmm. are actually the problem is is and again it's like going down this rabbit hole and like learning. Uh, how, like, these things were designed with the technology at the time. So, like, the Wonder Swan, like, Gunpei Yokoi, the guy who made the Game Boy, uh, made this Wonder Swan for, for Bandai. And he was like, okay, so I use cheap, uh, off the shelf parts, mass producible parts to make a Game Boy that runs, it's four batteries, but it lasts like 20 hours. What if I made a Game Boy that took one battery that lasts 20 hours? <laughs> how about that eat shit, Nintendo? Um, but the problem is now you're slapping a modern display in the Wonder Swan, and you go from 20 hours battery life to three and a half it's still but it's not it's just like, one double a it's one double a battery so it's rechargeable the, the part that i'm worried about though is like because like there are some WonderSwan games that are super pricey yeah uh and yeah, there's yeah. a flash card out for them for for it it's not a great it's not like as robust as an everdrive but it works for mm-hmm. a lot of games it's like all like the expensive ones that you would care about um but the thing about flashcards is that they tend to draw more power than like a normal cart because mm-hmm. of the way that the circuit, like it oh. uses like different circuitry. So it's drawing more power. Like I have a Game Boy Pocket. I can't use that I modded with one of those modern like uh, uh, IPS panel displays. I can't use my EverDrive on it hmm. because the system will literally brown out because it runs <laughs> off of two AAA batteries. It can like, and the, the power, um, Adapter in it is not strong enough to handle the power draw it needs from the EverDrive off of two AAA batteries. There are things you can do to mod it to uh, to fix that, which I'm not good enough yet to do. But the game uh, of
0: this, the game of this, is fascinating.
2: Like as as a pursuit
0: of what can I make the machine do? Yes, it's fascinating. It's really interesting.
1: I was just uh, looking at pink wonder swans and then wondering, like, okay, I don't really care if I play games on this thing. What right. could I do with this wonderful future retro looking device? Mm-hmm. What in my life get, could I make this s- into? You, you,
0: you make you, you, a window box. You can make a window box for your wall. Yeah, I, like you have like a little terrarium with a wonder swan at the center of it. It'd be awesome.
1: That would actually be kind of cool. You get mm-hmm. you
2: get an old Japanese cell phone. And you buy the connector, so you can hook up your Wonder Swan to your Japanese cell phone and uh, access your email and internet from the Wonder Swan. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> I wonder if you could still do it. No, but like, like, uh, the, and the thing is, it's like uh, I've I've learned so much about one like the game gear and the innards of it but also like the wonder swan like learning that there was an entire program where uh, they rele- they released software to normal people so you could make your own wonder swan games and then two years they had a competition the winner of which they would actually produce the game as a cartridge oh wow and and the like the 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 two most expensive games on the wonder swan are those two games because they produce them in such limited quantities but yeah Makes like sense. It's like dicing dungeon and like some shmup game. Fascinating stuff. Like yeah. I just I love. love. I want. I, I want to learn more and I want to mess with stuff and I just like <sighs> Game Boys are getting expensive because everyone wants one and I'm just looking for cheap not Game Boys. Yeah, yeah, things that aren't Game Boys because I got. I need my fix. Mm-hmm. I need my. Fi- I got. <laughs> I got. I need fix to fix well, to fix stuff. Dave, now, now the next step is to sell enough
0: of these so you can spend five hundred dollars on a cartridge-only copy of GG Aleste for your game. That's that's the end game.
2: I, I'm, I think I'm good with the EverDrive.
0: <laughs> um, so what Dave is doing is nuts, and that, <laughs> is, that is the that is the segue I have been looking for my whole life, Susan. Yes. What is
1: nuts? <laughs> 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 okay, <Wait. laughs> so I was uh, I was on Twitter the other day, and um, someone asked, I think it was Garnet Lee, asked, what's a, a game that you've been playing that you feel like nobody has heard of because it's just gone so completely under the radar? And Rob Manuel said, nuts. And I look at it, and it, the only thing I knew, it's by Noodlecake. And Noodlecake did a game... Uh, for, that I enjoyed a great deal of for mobile called High Rise Heroes which was uh, essentially uh, kind of like Boggle You're, you've you got a bunch of letters on the screen and you have to connect them to make words there's a lot more to it than that but it really clever funny incredibly well done game so I was like oh noodle cake alright let me check out what this is it's completely different has absolutely not, it's not a word game No, no 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 okay and then uh, another friend of mine, uh, Ken Gagney, said, oh, and it's on sale on Switch right now. Like, well, that's all I need to know. You study squirrels. Oh, no. <laughs> so what you do, it's, a, it's I guess, the, what you would call it is a puzzle game. You are a researcher. You are, it's in first person. And you start the game on the first day of your job. You've been hired. They're doing a, an impact study. This company wants to build uh, a resort or condos or something like that. But before they can get the permit, they have to do an impact study on the environment. And so what you have to do is go take this trailer up into the forest and follow squirrels. You do this. By You have three cameras, and the squirrels follow the same path every day. So they'll start at their house, up a tree, in a cave, wherever, and they will go to where they're storing nuts or wherever the story takes you. You set up cameras. You you put them in place so you think you can catch the squirrel as it goes on its path. You'll set them up. You'll go back to your trailer. You'll hit record. It will record all day. As soon as you hit record, it goes to nighttime, which is when you view your recordings. And you see, oh, well, he walked by that camera. All right. And he went off to the left. Okay. And I caught him in that camera. And it looks like he's juking around that rock. And, oh, well, the third camera, I didn't catch anything. So it's pointed completely the wrong way. And you go back out and you adjust them to see the next part of the squirrel's journey until you track the squirrel to where the squirrel is going. So, the first mission you do, it's just figuring out how that all works. Not a big deal. The second mission, you have to track a squirrel to where he's storing his stuff. Oh, he's storing matches and dynamite. What? I'm sorry, what is happening? Why is there in with the nuts Okay. Then after that, you chat, you're tracking this mama squirrel. It's like okay, you know that we believe she's pregnant. We want to see what she what she does, what her behaviors are. You see, mama squirrel is meeting with two other squirrels in the middle of the night.
2: They're having the squirrels a are squirrel, organizing.
1: The squirrels are organizing. They're having a little squirrel confab, and your supervisor. So what you do is you uh, as you review the video. When you see something of import, you pause the video, you take a screenshot with your machinery, you fax it to your supervisor, who did this same study 15 years ago, by the way, (laughs) and and you can find, in the different environments, you can find her old dictaphone notes talking about what she did 15 years ago. You bring it back, and she'll be like, okay, that's very strange. All right, uh, go go follow the other squirrels now and see where they're coming from and that's and that's where i am at this particular moment i got i've tracked down one of the other organizing squirrels he lives in a tent up in a tree don't know where that came from and i got to track the other one back to his lair and find out what is going on and it's it's such a strange concept and it's Executed in such an interesting and creative way. I've never played anything remotely like this. And the presentation it's
0: presentation is bizarre. I'm watching presentation- I'm watching a trailer. This is not based on like how funny and goofy that is, this isn't what I was expecting it to nope. present as in any way, shape, or form.
1: Very stylized presentation, very strong colors. Everything that you can interact with is one specific color, it's orange, and then your environment will just it's, be painted largely two other colors, like purple and white. It's super, super stylized, very minimalistic, not realistic. This is so that the only things you really notice in the environment are the things you're supposed to notice that will help you follow the squirrels or or find... The things that you're supposed to be finding—it's well nuts. It's just <laughs> I—it's—it's it's so strange. I don't know who has this concept. Who thinks you know it would be really great for a game? What if you followed squirrels? Like what? But it's really, really creative, and uh, I'm certainly interested to know what is going on. It's—it's
0: it's really. Man, just watching the trailer and listening to you talk about it right now—it's so interesting. You, you, you are reminded of how exciting independent game development exactly. Yeah, uh, I—I didn't want to talk about it on the show yet because I—I've only played about half an hour, but I finally started uh, playing for the first time Kentucky Route Zero.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: And. It's very well made, it's very beautiful. Um mm-hmm. I understand very much why it has the reputation it does. And okay. I can I and the the thing is though is that its impact is like this game came out 9 years ago now and the world and the landscape of game making was very different 9 years ago than it is now. Mm-hmm. And the impact that something like Kentucky Route Zero could have now. It's just not the same. Like I, I, I'm, I'm gonna keep playing it. I'm excited to keep playing it again. I, I don't want anybody listening to like be upset that I'm talking about their precious baby uh, (laughs) because I know that this is that game for a lot of people. But it, I like I've played countless hazy, beautiful, surreal meditative uh you know journeys into the human soul at this point that was clearly made by young people like uh, it is yep. like you know the game sort of <clears throat> pre like it, it's predicated on like this like world weary descent into uh the forgotten lands of america and forgotten americans and i would be like this is clearly written by somebody that's 28 yeah uh, and that's fine but like playing it, it was like, I was like, wow, this is good, but it's hard to go back. And I, I, it was this, I, this is kind of like embarrassing because it's a shitty thing to think. But I, as I was playing it, I was like, how many more of these fucking indie games can I play? How, how many more twee indie platforms? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like uh-huh. how many, how or many more games, of these things yeah. can I fucking play? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I just got burned. I like on a lark opened the eShop on Switch, which is pissing me off because it was this. It was February fourth when Nuts came out, and I didn't. They didn't even. I just glanced over it. I just psh, went by, and instead I saw something called Lo-Fi Ping Pong, and I was like, "Oh, a ping pong game on Switch for five dollars!" It's like weird, weird sort of like. Like PlayStation pixel art? I was like, ooh, that sounds great. And they were like, like, lo-fi ambient music and ping pong. I was like, sign me the fuck up for five points. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just like a rhythm sim. Like you don't even play ping pong. Oh. It's just like here's oh. a here's like a, a lo-fi beats to study with song, and you have to hit the press a button when the ball passes over the specific spot. And again, I was just like, "This is what I fucking get for rolling the dice, <laughs> stupid indie game." But nuts was sitting there the whole time, uh, and it looks so—it's so different and so—it is, like, man.
1: Uh, do you know how long it's supposed to be? Like, oh, no idea. No yeah. idea. This is this is a game that ultimately I don't even care if I end up enjoying it because I'm happy to have paid for it because it is so inventive and so not the same old oh let's have young twee people talk about what's important <laughs> to them and their relationships and shut shut up please a bunch stop. of a
2: bunch of world weary 14 year olds talking like they're 20 year olds and yeah. yeah and like again like that's that
0: I'm not I don't want anybody listening to think that we're indicting that experience. I I um, am. I, I, (laughs) I I understand. I understand that like we are in a moment where the people who are making this economic level of video game is that age. Like that's the reality of like people starting out in game development and making a go of it professionally right now and then putting out a game that's four dollars on xbox well, and, live or whatever and Not just
2: that but like like there's a reason why young adult sells as well as it does yes you yeah. know and what and they keep making but
1: but the young young adult books are all of that wrapped up in some grand adventure right do you want to give me that like the the you know girls in beanie hats and, and you know, ear gauges <laughs> in some grand adventure then That'd be cool. fucking beanie hats. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: want to make them fucking dinosaurs this time? Are they, what are they, cats? Are they cats this time? I don't fucking what? know. They
2: they just say hello a lot. It's great.
1: Uh, Right? Like they go to high school and they, you know, they're wondering, you know. uh, And anyway, you want to do that and then put them in some grand adventure. One hundred percent. I'm on board. I'm just, I am very tired of. And this is me personally. Again, if there is an audience for a thing and an audience that appreciates and needs and gravitates towards this thing, awesome. I'm glad they're being served. Yeah. because I want everybody to be able to experience games that speak to them on a personal way. Oh, my God. If I have to see these people exploring romances and feelings, and what does it mean to be a person and all that... Please stop. <laughs> please. You're killing me. You're not interesting. You're boring. I get it. Life is hard. Welcome to the club. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... It,
2: like, well, like Anthony was, was saying, it is, go away. it is a <laughs> right, lot. Like, exactly. it is a lot of it. The the age of the people making games, and it uh, also like so many people burn out of making games. So you yeah, only yeah, get true. young people making games. Like, yeah, I want yeah. like like how like I would love to see what the like age makeup of the team who is making Yakuza games. Yeah, because yeah. like dev- the people who are writing those games are. Definitely, like our age or older, probably like you know forties or fifties, and they're writing games for those, like, the, like from that level of experience for those people. Right. Like, we just you know, it's it's hard to make David, games that are actually like about mature it, events if people who are making games yeah, yeah. don't um, like they, they don't stay in long enough to to, to get that opportunity.
0: To sh- like Yakuza is such an interesting example. Uh, there's a wonderful, wonderful uh, YouTube channel that I recommend anyone listening who likes Japanese games subscribe to called Archipel, uh, because they do like thirty minute long mini documentaries on artists and game developers and like deep. Oh It's fucking like Susan. Uh, very relevant to this conversation, they did a two-episode profile on Shinji Mikami recently, and like, mm. in the middle of it, he's like, "Guys, it controlled that way because there was no other way." When I hear people talk about, "Thank you," it's like he's like, "We did it. I wish it didn't control that way." <laughs> <laughs> thank you, but uh, thank you. Just before Christmas, they had on uh, Tosha Hiro Nagoshi, the creator of the Yakuza series and he talked about how one of the benefits of the way that team makes games which like reusing environments a lot of the time you know building mm. on a world allow like allows them to really focus on how they need to constantly evolve the representation of culture and cycle. oh that's cool yeah because the, they were like the most important thing in the world to us narratively is maintaining the timeline. Like, these things are happening contemporaneously. Culture changes. And so we need to keep cycling in people to the development team that understands the things that I don't. And, like, how, you know, because the games aren't, like, the triplest of AAA in the world, they can be afforded that maneuverability but still Mm. have the resources to make something that's really big because otherwise you have two options you have uh the 27 year old starving artist kid who makes the game about their friends and beanies uh Mm. and how like what does it all mean uh just making garden state over and
2: fucking (laughs) over again just over and fucking over again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's the name of the episode. But, but
0: but at the other end and like again, I'm not I'm not indicting these people's experience, but like it's just profoundly rich privileged people talking about like their experiences of like being a dad in a a pretty myopic world view of an industry mm. like mm. You know, it's why everything feels the fucking same, and it's why Miles Morales felt so spectacularly different than almost mm. every other massive AAA game in the world it was because it was actually being written by somebody who doesn't have the same experience as, I you know,
2: Corey a Bar- New York art school student.
0: Corey Corey Bar, Bar-, Bar-, Bar- Barlog is a good person.
1: Oh, Far he is. On, yes,
0: he's a wonderful yeah. human being, a wonderful creator. I am not saying anything against Corey Bar- Bar- Barlog, but. Him, Neil Druckmann, fucking uh, Casey uh, Hudson, Casey Hudson, like, guy, like these are people with an unbelievably similar worldview and set of experiences. Ken Levine, too, yeah, like, astonishing privilege as well. So it's why,
2: like, like you're saying Dave like this is this is where this all yeah like what yeah like you know and you have to get to a certain point in your career and to do that you have to have a certain level of privilege and money and stuff to to get to that point where you're the person who's like this is the story that I want to tell but then it it just becomes like this is your view of like fatherhood but it's from someone who's making six figures a year and never sees his kids because you're working 60 hours a week whereas someone who is working you know working 80 hours a week trying to Put food on the table. Do, is it afforded that opportunity to tell their perspective of what fatherhood means to them? I don't know. It's we, we got kind of off the rails of this, but I yeah. think you know there there's a interesting discussion here about. Also, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had some perspective about motherhood? Yeah, ever? yeah, from be be yeah, Fucking absolutely, ever.
0: super cool.
2: How many more sad dads do we need in video games?
0: Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, sad mom, however. Yeah, I Write
2: that, do, that
1: um, yeah. do shit <laughs> down. How about, how about um, a, per, like, a mom who just happens to be a mom? Like, yeah, I've got kids, but that's not what this story is about. That is. Yeah. That would be cool. Would be,
0: uh, like, so one of the things I've been replaying. None of the kids
2: die or anything? Like, no, you don't yeah, have no, to just, make.
1: They're all. Just, like, they're all. Like, one, much. you know, lives in Tulsa and, you know, kind of manages this co op space, you know, this co working space. The other one is a dental hygienist. And uh, is getting married in the fall, and that's
0: nice. Uh, I I started just before Christmas replaying um, Grandia, the original Grandia, mm-hmm. back in the mm-hmm. day, because it came out on Switch. And, uh, the you know, you play, like, your plucky hero kid, but, like, one of the things that's different about it is at the beginning, you're in your hometown, and your mom is, like, a prominent character. And her name is Lily, and Lily owns a bar and restaurant that is, you know, frequented by pirates and adventurers and people out there, and as you play through, like, the first six or so hours, you sort of learn that Lily used to be, like, the most beloved and, like, famous pirate in the world, and she decided that she wanted to have a kid and to have a kid, she had to like, open a business and as I was playing, like, and she's just she's just awesome She's just cool. And there's like a a pretty emotionally complex scene of the kid like going off on an adventure and her like sneaking a letter into his stuff. She's like, just take care of yourself. I trust you. I did the best I could. And as I was playing, I was like, where's the fucking game about Lily? (laughs) Let me be her, man. Let me fucking run this restaurant.
1: She's got stories. My God. Mm -hmm. Come on. God damn. Or better yet. Okay, sick. that's that's the setup, right? And then the yeah. kid goes off to have an adventure, immediately gets caught, and Lily's like, "Well, shit!" shit. Guess <laughs> I gotta go rescue my son. Yeah, play that, man. I this
0: is this is the thing that heartbreaks gives me heartbreak about the Persona team because I thought for sure when Catherine finally came out, I was like, "This is gonna be the beginning," like they're mm. branching out. They're going to tell stories about people that aren't fucking 16. And like the character Catherine with a K in that game is so good. I was like, man, yes, this is good. This is going to be it. It's going to happen. And then instead it was just like, nah, we're just going to make a couple of fighting games with the 16 year olds. Come on, yeah. dude. Fucking come on. Uh, anyway, I'm sure there are people listening to this right now, Dave, who are also saying, come on, dude.
2: Who yeah. are those people? A bunch of nuts in the bunch Patreon. Nuts! And <laughs> our Patreon, patreon.com slash continue podcast. You can back the show, uh, help us cover server costs, get access to our Discord, and uh, get a shout out on our show. Like uh, the people here: We've got Doomcow, Adam Gauntlet, Adam Condra, Michael Coffey, The Fancy Manatee, Thierry Belair, Stormshot, Elio Dare, Double Taco, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony1 of7. Eric Van Quill, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsen, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Ryan Mance, Daniel Squire, Tom Coveney, Kalen Houston, and Nick Krugen.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much. By the way, our Discord people are just the loveliest. I love our Discord. It's, it's uh, so intelligent. <laughs> like everybody's so smart and they have such a diverse perspective on things yep you know, because it's also it's not just all Americans, which is really nice. Yeah. I just love our discord. That's and
0: that's that not, not like we're not trying to upsell you. like like <laughs> it's just a cool group of people. If you want to come hang out in there, you, you should you should go to patreon.com/ continue podcast. And uh, toss a bone our way, and you'll get to hear about more things like Nuts and Crash Bandicoot 4 and making Game Gears work because their juice nodes have corroded.
1: (laughs) Why would you call something a capacitor when you could
0: call it a juice node? Uh, (laughs) Answered your own question there, my friend. It's, It's right there. It's all right there. Uh, You can also follow us at twitter.com slash continuepod. You could go to twitch.tv slash podcast, which is
2: uh, on a little bit of a
0: hiatus, but hopefully Dave will
2: be back there soon. I think I'm going to do some of the Game Gear work and stuff on there this week. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, For that.
0: Susan, where can uh, the people
1: find you? You can find me outside hiding in the bushes. Also... You can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt or over on my other podcast, which is about horror movies. It's called Long-Legged Beasties. And you can find that at Patreon, patreon.com slash long-legged beasties.
2: Uh, Dave, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at David Robots uh, or on Instagram at David Robots as well. A uh, website coming soon. I'm still writing stuff, but uh, if you want some game mods... You you need a game gear. You need fixed. (laughs) Hit me up. Uh, You can follow
0: me at a John Agnello and on my other podcast, Video Game Grooves, which is about video game music on vinyl. We just did an episode on Street Fighter 3, which I fucking love Street Fighter 3. That game's just pretty. Um, I would also like to draw everyone's attention to a book that is called Curtains, 84 Concert Visions to Benefit Save Our Stages. This is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, compilation of short stories that was put together by uh, Brock Wilbur and Megan Ball. And uh, Susan and I actually contributed stories to this collection. And uh, the proceeds go to Save Our Stages, which is... 100% of proceeds. All all proceeds go to Save Our Stages, which is to uh, a fund for music venues and recording artists and uh, wait staff and bartenders and all of the people that keep these community spaces going. So please do that. Uh, you get a, a wonderful, wonderful story from Susan and also something I wrote. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. So, I, okay, so the, the thing we were all given was write X words, write a short story about... The last concert. That's it. That's, That's it. all. Whatever That's you it. interpret from that, whatever that means to you, and the uh, you know, I glanced through some of the stories uh, as we were going through the the proofs. There are some very talented, smart, creative, funny people, and then me and Anthony. So I highly <laughs> recommend picking up this book. Actually, Anthony's Anthony's story is borderline genius it's so clever I hate him
0: it's the first (laughs) thing I thought of it's the very it's just popped in there Uh, that's that's hilarious to me (laughs) yeah everybody else's reaction was like 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 what artists are dealing with and deep human feelings and what I came up with was it's not that
1: (laughs) that is that well well, yeah no no, it's not that but it is very special (laughs) yeah there you go <laughs>
0: um, yeah go check it out you can find it on Amazon uh, digital version is 10 bucks. you get a print edition for 25 and the money goes to a very good thing so please check it out and we'll see you in two weeks everybody Bye-bye. bye bye bye